my favorite town, my favorite audience, my favorite friends. Welcome back to Fishtown Local with one of my favorite whalers. Yes, well, he's got his harpoon leaning in the corner here. None other than Mr. Ian Kerr of the Ocean Alliance and of Gloucester, Massachusetts. Welcome. Morning, Gordy. Yeah, nice to be here. Nice to be here. Thank you. Oh, it is so fabulous to have you here. Everybody is has been just sh- totally tied up with your soap opera of how will the paint factory end up as the controller of its fate. What's uh, what's the latest, as they say? Well, I think there's good news and bad news. You know, the foundation we have is that we own the property with no mortgage. Nice. So a lot of groups have been over-mortgaged and they've gone bankrupt. So we own the property. We're working out of the property every day. It, you know, it, it, it does have a new life now. And all of the brick buildings are now, the roofs are done, they're nice. sealed, yeah. they're floored. As, as one of Jeffrey Rashon's team like to say is, we're out of the dirt. <laughs> So, so, you know, that's the good news front. Yeah. You know, I would say we're probably halfway through the Fantastic. project. And there is only one thing that's holding sort of further uh, development of the site. And, of course, that's, that's the proverbial dollar bill. The you dollar know? bill. But is it a wood problem or a chemicals in the stone problem? Well, actually, no, we've dealt with a lot of those. We've, oh, we've got over a million dollars has been spent in just cleanup. <laughs> and uh, it's actually interesting, you know, I thought those were going to be the hard dollars, you know, the cleanup dollars. Yeah. But there are lots of federal and state grants yeah. and brownfield grants. So they've yeah. been very good. And a, we do have a small brownfields loan. So the cleanup work has gone better than I thought. But basically... Putting in a new door, putting on a new roof, you know, those sort of mm-hmm. incredibly mm. boring things are, are um, have not been greeted with the enthusiasm that I hope the, mm. the city and state yeah. Well, would. the problem is there's so many people asking. Yeah. And that, in you know, when you first started, of course, you were today's new kid in town. That's and right. uh, you probably did great. I remember I was on the line. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but then, you know, suddenly and you compete. Hey, I always start the show by asking people what part of Gloucester they were born in. Uh, I'm going to take a wild stab on the fact that you were not born and raised in Gloucester. So how did you get here and where are you from? That's right. Well, actually, I was born um, in Forest, Scotland. Okay. Um uh, near Inverness. I like to joke. I went for a swim one day. They're still talking about it. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you. Anyway, there you go. But, um, yeah, and in actual fact, um, you know, I've been in the field of sort of oceanography and ocean research now for over 30 years. Yeah. And we had this beautiful research vessel for 21 years called the Odyssey. Mm. And we found the Gloucester community, in particular Gloucester Marine Railways, very sort of supportive of, of our tight budgets. Mm. And, you know, so, um, so we used to bring the, the Odyssey up to Gloucester every one or two years for a refit at Gloucester Marine Railways. And probably about 20 years ago now, I was on the um, a whale watch boat driving by the paint factory and I said to my wife I want those buildings ah. and now she pays more attention to me when I say I want something because <laughs> you know I, I did think that the buildings would make a lovely sort of oceanographic sort oh, of education totally. community yeah. center and 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 we have a lot more going on there than people realize, and maybe mm-hmm. we'll talk about that more later. But Well, I'll interrupt and just say, I mean, in a way, your liability is your asset because you've been forced to draw the community in with some other things, which you're talking about. Uh, the amazing Amy Kerr, your wife. That's right. Uh, 
art show, right. uh, what a theme it was. Let's just say folks that had been through some troubles yeah. uh, because everyone was different, and she painted them, right. and then they wrote the commentary below. Did you see it, Jim? No. Oh, my God. It was amazing. And it was just as amazing as your first art show That's right. where it was all paint factory subject, and so it was all Gloucester's greatest artists alive and dead right. and their renditions to the paint fact they're fit i love the jeff weaver ones too right right yeah. right well i think what's interesting i'm glad you bring that up i mean the the project my wife is doing which is called i am more mm -hmm. actually is going into action unlimited next week the show has been at Leahy, and the show oh so God, it started at the great. paint factory then went to city and, hall and it, for those who didn't see it i am more than my affliction yeah. my uh, behavioral stereotype whatever a hospital exactly. might want to say about you it's it's interesting with with things like depression a lot of people don't realize that these are diseases oh, and yes. addiction and so on and and to your point you know obviously i'm very proud of my my wife's artwork but what i truly loved was the stories that came uh, with them too and that she stirred them out of the people exactly. because talk about brave I mean, the one from Safathia, our mayor, yeah. and the one from Anita Ruckman. I was almost crying by the yeah. time I read them. They were just so moving. That's right. You know, and it's almost like they've got to keep moving That's right. to not look back. Right. You know, and because... And, and all of us. I think we're all more mm -hmm. than what perhaps people perceive us. That's and, a good uh, way of putting it's it. It's a great thing. I mean, I think my... Wife has struggled a bit because people don't like to talk about some no. of these things. Depression, they'll they'll sort of I don't, you know I don't like to talk about mm -hmm. it. So, but I think that's why it, it's so important. And I would say we've recently we've had two weddings at the paint factory recently. Really, we've got another art show coming up actually on um, Columbus Day weekend. So who's yeah. that? Um, Melissa Cox is organizing oh, just okay. a sort of a community show. Dumpster so, art. No, I'm kidding. Because her family ran uh, the. Dumpster company for a while. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but not Melissa's, go. but her sisters, right. not the other sisters. But the reality is, you know, we we are trying to sort of, you know, um, reinvent the site as a community site, mm -hmm. and I'm trying not to compete with other groups in mm -hmm. town, you know, because I, I think there's an there's enough opportunity in this community that we don't have to compete with each other. So, um, well, it's forced you. This is why I said yeah. liabilities as assets. It's forced you to integrate into areas that if you'd gotten twenty one million dollars and built your glass floor, glass walls, ceiling thing, and right, right. Ocean Alliance became whale capital. You wouldn't be doing any of those things. I think or it's I think likely. Likely. I mean, I think the truth be said, the vision was always that it should be an asset okay. to the community. Yeah. You know, it is one of Gloucester's icons, and it should be an asset to the community. And you know, we've had our robotics club where the kids come in. Oh, we do yeah. that every. We're actually doing that tonight. Every Wednesday night, we have the robotics club, and then we've had you know community sailors. And where do they and, meet in the trailer or in the building? No, we actually we still have a a, uh, a converted dedicated uh, trailer. Yeah, lab. shipping. Yeah. Yeah, the robotics lab is actually a shipping container that was converted. And we now have, we could now take it out of that shipping container, but I rather like it. It's You're sort trained. Of, it, it's You've sort of trained fun. the parents, the kids, and the coach. That's and, right. You know, is that Coach K? Is that it? He's been involved. And what's fun is we've had lots of groups that Gloucester community might not be aware of that sort of use this from... Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Olin College of Engineering. We've had people from MIT. We've had film crews up here. So, yeah, it's it, it's there's a lot going on down there, and I think it's becoming what it should be. Oh, totally. And I, I love your new float. Yeah. And it really creates a center over there that there wasn't. You always went out of the harbor. Everything was on the right. And now right. you're looking at you. And well, we're hoping by next year to have more permanent docks, over a hundred foot of permanent docks, and then I'm hoping yeah. that we'll get the community sailing using it more often. Yeah. And 
that would be bathrooms and yeah. showers and storage lockers and I mean it's exciting. Yeah. We knew at the beginning that our company wouldn't need the whole space. No, right. So you know. I don't want to fill the space with nonprofits just like me, because then if there's a a, a bump in the road economically, then we're <laughs> all in trouble. Everybody goes, yeah. But yeah, but I, but I you lo- don't have to pay a mortgage. That's correct. Do you get a pretty good tax break? We do get we get See, a, that's great. a great tax break. Yeah. yeah. Well, I want to back up and just say, do you have a fleet? Of drones operating out of there, or just one or two? No, no, we have a fleet now, and and the the lead initiative has been this sort of drones for whale research, which is the snotbot, which is doing a biological health assessment without the animal knowing. So imagine if you go to your doctor's office, sit down (laughs) in the room. And they're extracting fluids. Well, no, no. You sit down in the room, nervously reading a magazine, and then 15 minutes later, the doctor comes out and says, Gordy, mate, you're great. You can head on out of here. Great. That's my analogy. You know, we collect data from the whales. We can do a health assessment, and they have no idea. And what's fun now. Well, that's why it's called the snot bot. That's right. Which is a name I've never liked. But then when Austin. And Monell, your prize student, said the other day, oh, no, it's to collect the fluids. That's correct. And so when they're blowing out the hole, uh, they you get that, and that's where the term really Well, also, let me tell you, I think science has somewhat been a prerogative of the privileged. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> These intellectual people sitting on their, their pedestal sort of preaching down at us with words that sometimes we don't even yeah. understand. I like to think of myself as sort of the Bob Vila of the environment where, yeah, like you know, yeah. we can communicate. And, and I, the wonderful thing about SnotPod is is the number of people we've engaged. I mean, what kid doesn't like snot oh. and poo and whales and the, drones? Yeah, and the words. There, there's yeah. actually Houghton Mifflin are bringing out an early reader book later oh. this year <laughs> for kids that aren't reading. And the book is called SnotPod. <laughs> That's great. So, you know, not only are we doing real cutting-edge science, but we're engaging sort of disparate audiences that typically you don't. I mean, we we used to be involved in making a lot of documentaries, and we stopped because I felt that, hey, it's the same people watching the same stuff. Mm -hmm. We need to get in the people that aren't watching Mm -hmm. this. And I think you'd be amazed at the sort of the market share that SnotBot has managed to engage. Well, we never got how you got to Gloucester. We're going to get back to that. But my first question, my next question is the Odyssey. Yes. Now, my favorite person on the waterfront in Gloucester used to be your captain, Cap- Joe Borland. Yeah, Does yeah, he yeah. still? Or He's he's now our sort of marine coordinator. He helps yeah. us with docks. Yeah. And, and Yeah, because he can't go to the South Seas with his film boat business. That's so, right. Yeah. But it is working very well for, for uh, what we're doing right now. And Joe, Joe is great. You know, he's helping us oh. with the docks. He, he helped bring in the, you know, other people. So, no, it's, it's exciting. It's exciting. Oh, he is. And he knows everyone. That's right. And if he can't do it, he'll get They'll get us somebody that yeah. can. That's I got to right. get him on the show. Yeah, yeah. Well, you should. You should. Well, he's so hard to get and shy and all that. But I know his phone number by heart. I so said, "We yeah. talking about the same guy, shy?" No, yeah. I'm kidding. Well, you know, in terms of that, I can't yeah. see him wanting to go. And once you get him talking, right. I'm sure he wouldn't be. Plus, talk about gossip. He's got the real marine gossip. Well, I, mean, I, I haven't gotten to that, but I'd oh certainly love God. to hear that. Oh, I, all yeah. I, all I know is that you know. Ocean Alliance is exactly that. We're, we're, we work with different universities, different individuals. I tell people it's not Ocean Alone, it's Ocean <laughs> Alliance. You know, it, it's, it's a community 
and Joe is one of the, the key members of certainly our community. Well, before I get you, how did you get to Gloucester? What, didn't that boat, wasn't it in the South Seas for a while? Wasn't it Actually, we did, a, we did a five and a half year trip around the world collecting baseline data on ocean pollution. And you were on the boat? Uh, I was on, on and, and off. And off. It. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Joe yeah. was one of the skippers when the boat was in Australia. He skippered the boat for a period of time and kept it all running. And that was, it was, um, that was, that was one of those, another one of those impossible tasks that, uh, that uh, what I like to say, bite off more than you can chew and chew it. We I've just been reading the Frank O'Brien um, Master and Commander Service right. series, and I've just finished the book where they go around the Cape Horn and they're going to the Galapagos to protect whalers because the Americans are shooting, burning all the whalers. That's right. And of course, a million whales come up in this course of the book, and yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. thing is so exciting. And but it made me think of you out there in the other far side of the world, as they say. That's right. No, we've been lucky. You know, we've worked in something like 30 different countries. And and I do think, you know, people often say, why whales? Whales are the only other sort of mammalian species at the top of the ocean food chain. So if you really want to know what's mm. going on in our oceans, mm -hmm. whales are a very good sort of indicator species. And there are different species that integrate the food chain in different ways in different locations. So I'm working from the philosophy of not save the whales, but maybe saved by the whales, what whales can tell us about our oceans. Oh. And, and I would say I'm very much a believer in in harvesting the oceans. You know, I think as humanity fills up our land masses, we're going to have to look more and more to our oceans to meet humanity's needs. And I'm all for that. All I try to do is help people make wise choices so that we can do sustainable harvesting. Mm -hmm. So yeah. the uh, whale is just a mammoth canary in a gigantic exactly. coal mine. Well, yeah, and I, and I get, uh, yeah, you know, my friends will tell you, I don't think we live on planet Earth. We live on planet Ocean. Uh, who, okay. who, would cause, yeah. who would call a planet covered 71% by water yeah. Earth? We Soon live on it'll be seventy-two percent, well, and then seven. No, <laughs> that's right. Now, how are those whales doing? I mean, I remember a long time ago we were in a panic, but is it ch turned around? Mostly, well, there's, there's good news and bad news. Right. I mean, the good news is we understand the problems more. Do you know what I mean? A commercial whaling moratorium was put in place in in 1984, and a lot of species of whales have come back off the extinction list. Mm -hmm. They're now vulnerable, but they're not sort of on the extinction mm -hmm. list. The sad thing is when I started 30 years ago, it was commercial whaling. Now, some countries are still whaling and then you've got ship strikes, you've got entanglement in nets, you've got pollution, mm -hmm. you've got acoustic bleaching. You've, you've got, got a warmer waters loss. in some place so that they change their migration so that all the efforts put in in decades past now have shifted to a new arena that isn't used to protecting exactly, whales. Exactly, exactly. So, so yeah, no, so it the, the, the problem has become com more complicated. And I think us as a species, we love a smoking gun. We love, hey, it's Gordy's fault. Yeah, he was the one right. that did it. He, he, it was his fault. No, not me, Jim. Jim yeah. and I together. But, but yeah, anyway, right. but, but the reality is now, you know, it's, it's when you look at, I mean, it's almost criminal that off our very shores is one of the most endangered species of whales on the planet, yeah. and yet we can't seem to work it out. Well, when I just was cruised to Portsmouth, uh, New Hampshire, and I was driving back in the boat, you know, uh, sailing back, I should say, oh my God, there was a pod of them that was out beyond, way out to sea. You could see them spouting and shooting, and they were just dozens of them. It's so exciting. Well, a little bit exciting. of fear, but so exciting. But, yeah. but I'll tell you this. I'll tell you a theory that maybe many of your listeners have not, not you know. My listeners? Both of them? Both of them oh, right. have, have, <laughs> have not heard. We're here. 
I'm actually a, a very avid believer of what I call the nitrogen pump. And, and I'll tell you this because um, when a lot of people talk about the fisheries, that they, they aren't what they were, mm. you know, a lot of people just want to blame sort of commercial fishing, whatever. I actually believe, it, so to work with me here, because I'm going to do a broad paintbrush, a couple of million whales were killed during the whole whaling period. A couple of million, okay? And remember, there's big whales and small whales. But if we if we want to average it out just for today's talk, you, you could almost say that, that an average whale probably poops a quarter of a ton of poop a day. No. Because so it eats that much food? That's what, Well, think about a 40, 45 okay. foot, yeah. 50, I mean, in case yeah. of a blue whale, that's 150 <laughs> tons, 100 foot long. We're talking a lot Good of poop. Yeah. And a lot of people don't realize it's actually sort of the, the phytoplankton are actually the primary drivers of the planet. Because the planet's covered 71% of mm -hmm. water, two out of every three breaths we take come from the oceans, not from the rainforest. A lot of people right. don't realize a lot of rainforests are actually almost almost enclosed systems. They, they create these massive amounts of CO, of, of oxygen That's and right. absorb the CO2, but then it goes back into that biologically diverse system. In the case of the ocean, again, two out of every three breaths we take come from our oceans, come from this phytoplankton. And what are we all very familiar with nowadays? It's fertilizer. Mm -hmm. We are probably, so let's take two million whales, a quarter of a ton of, 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 poop. of poop a day. So you do the math. We, we've literally got you know, thousands of tons of fertilizer that are no longer in the ocean every day. Do the fish eat it? Well, no, but basically the the the, but it drives everything else. You know, the 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 fertilizer, the whale poop, the nitrogen fertilizes the phytoplankton. Okay. The phytoplankton All is right. then eaten by the little fish, gotcha. the carnivorous plankton, the zooplankton, and it drives this whole so ocean system. So it is system. part of the mix. And and yeah, a couple of people have now written papers on these nitrogen pumps, saying by killing all of these whales, we actually decreased ocean productivity. So. Some of the Japanese folks, some of the whalers, love to say, oh, the whales are eating the fish. And mm. I think it's quite the opposite. Mm -hmm. By removing whales, we've decreased ocean productivity. Wow. So by putting these whales back, hopefully, I think we're going to see a greater productivity. Even just up here in New England, you know, these whales are eating like crazy. They're pooping like crazy. And they're, they're re-energizing this whole sort of ecosystem out on the banks. I can see the headline in the Gloucester Times now. Whales pooping like crazy. By the right. way, is it true that you hold the Guinness Book of World Records for a whale watch? Five and a half years? Well, <laughs> I mean, I probably... Uh, oh, Captain Ahab, sorry. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of other dedicated people out there. But, I mean, I've been doing this job 30 years, so wow. I've seen a lot. And, and um, a lot of it good, a lot of it bad. Yeah. And it, it's sort of funny because... I joke with my friends, and you know, certainly in the case of Gloucester, the problem is there's too many good charities nowadays. We yep. need to get rid of some of these good charities. That's right. So that we can, you know, let them go out of business. Well, now let me ask you this: in the '80s, I remember when whale watching became just a massive fad. Right. We had like three different fleets competing. Man, some of the boats did two or three runs a day, or let's say two runs a day, and this uh, Yankee had five or six boats. You'd see 15 whale watches a day going out of Gloucester Harbor. Today, it doesn't seem as many are going out. Is that because it just declined as a fad because of time of year and bad weather, or is it because the whales have just shifted their locations? Well, I think it's whales and economy. I mean, yeah. I was, um, the beginning of the year, I did a little project with Noah working off Chatham, Okay, and we were, 
you know, 15 miles sort of east of um, east, yeah, east of Chatham. Mm. And God, we went out one day, there's like 100 whales. That's the beginning of sort of, let's just call it land's end or nowhere land. Yeah. I mean, I never realized how much that outer thing, starting Chatham and then going to well, that is really, yeah. uh, let's call it uh, not wasteland. Let's call it, uh, you know, well, def- no definitely land. not settled right. and the wilderness, we- let's call it. Yeah, the weather can be very bad there. Very. But- you know, I am not an expert on the whales in this region. Mm-hmm. I need to be fair. I'm sort of a sperm whale guy, which is yeah. Galapagos and Azores. And but, but it seems to me, I think the, the the food has changed. You know, for whatever reason, the diet has changed. So the whales are going to different locations. Mm-hmm. And then there's just the economy of the price of fuel. Mm-hmm. You know, if they were, if they were, you know, I can't imagine. You should, you should get Jay in here from Seven Seas Whale Wash mm-hmm. and, and ask, get, yeah. have him sort of give. Yeah, because they seemed like they kept adding boats, getting bigger, 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 and then all of a sudden, what was it? Tom Hill was that his name? Yeah. Suddenly, we saw the boats getting sold off one by one that became individual whale watch businesses. But you don't see 15 whale watch right. businesses anymore. So. Well, I know even even this summer, it's been great. There have been a bunch of whales actually off Rockport. And yeah. I know the local boats have been going there. And now that's, it, it must be, I don't I don't know the economics, mm-hmm. but I know I motoring all the way down to P-Town is yeah. against motoring to, to Rockport. So it's probably both. It's probably uh, the whales are had moved a little or right. are less. And the it doesn't seem to be such a go-go sport and anymore. And the economy, of, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Which is a shame because certainly in my field, I, I'm you know, part of my challenge is trying to engage people as to the value of whales within our sort of ecosystem. And um, certainly once you've been on a whale watch, you've hung out with these whales, you've had a whale roll over and look you in the eye, you can't <laughs> You smoked help. a joint with a whale? That's oh, right. You okay. can't yeah, help yeah, but, yeah. but be... Uh, well, be that million change. whales are, that you said were harvested in the go-go years yeah, well, by well, probably two Nantucket. Million. Or yeah. So, yeah, two million. What, how does that compare with how many are out there today? Are there over two million whales in the ocean? Well, I mean, in all species, absolutely. But yes. most most species were, were, were just decimated. decimated. I mean, what actually happened, you know, the Nantucket whalers, yeah. you know, in, in the Nantucket sleigh ride where they were yeah. hand harpoons, that's yeah. one thing. When they went to steam and explosive harpoons and stuff, basically... Almost like they, they could just, yeah, yeah, they could just shoot. Well, fish the in economy a of whales changed because whale oil, right. you know, they talk about, ah, that's a 10, uh, you know, 10 ton whale there, right. you know, and they're talking about the oil, or, oh, barrel or whatever they'd say, yeah. that's a 90 barrel whale or whatever. And so that obviously took some of the pressure off right. the rush, the land rush to bank as many whales as you could. Right. Well, it, it actually was. And again, it was sperm whales. So, so basically, you could almost say America's first industrial revolution was lubricated right. by yeah. whale oil. Yeah. And wasn't that Rockefeller or one of those famous barons? It was. Whose whale oil was That's his right. thing. And, and actually, it's interesting. Most major cities, Boston, San Francisco, you know, New yeah. York, if you actually look at them, their foundations were in the whaling industry. Well, I think that was probably a safer burn in your lantern than kerosene. That's right. Right. Or the gas things that caused fires when they malfunctioned, and whale oil is pretty right. mellow burn. As well, and well. actually, yeah, and actually it burned cleanly, yeah, and believe it or like not, candles more I, think, than- I think they even used whale oil in the early space program because it handled temperature changes better than, than sort of other oils. Would it, to, not to power things, but... No, but I think to lubricate the little oh, machines okay. that and were moving up freeze, in space because yeah. I think when they're taken off, it gets incredibly yeah. oh, hot, I'm and sure. then when they get up, that gets incredibly cold. cold. Yeah, like lost it. Oh, right. But I mean, you know, me personally, 
I'm fascinated by this whale, you know, the sperm whale, which was Moby Dick. This is an animal that's holding its breath for over an hour, sometimes two hours. It's diving down a mile to find its prey. Oh it's God. almost like a, a bumblebee because mathematically right. the energetics model doesn't work. Yet clearly they, they work very well. I mean, we think sperm whales eat squid primarily. And to me, a, a squid is a Ferrari and a sperm whale is a school bus. Yeah. I don't care what engine you put in your, your school bus. You aren't going to eat 5% of your body weight of Ferraris a day. So how are they doing it? <laughs> That's right. It's actually, I mean, there are an amazing group of whale biologists out there learning things every day mm -hmm. that, that is just unbelievable. That said, for, for a species that is such a part of our culture, you know, it's amazing how little we know about whales. Well, how the heck did these whales and you end up in Gloucester? Was it Amy? Is it her fault? No, it really was Gloucester Marine Railways. Okay. And actually a guy called Bob Heinemann, we were at I Gloucester. I love Bob. We were in fact, Susie, his wife or consort, is in your wife's show. That's correct. As the, That's she's correct. holding a chicken. As the whale turns. But anyway. <laughs> um, That's great. But yes, yeah, so, uh, but no, we were at Gloucester Marine Railways and I, we got went over to the last stop one day. We're having lunch and Bob Heineman came in. But and wait, said, wait, wait, you were over just touring Gloucester? Just no, no. So our boat was at Gloucester Marine Railways oh, okay. oh, doing a refit. And okay. we did a major refit here, like That's a $300,000 right. yeah, refit. they have the railways. That's right. And that's <laughs> yeah. unique. So yeah, no, and they, were, they, they let us sort of get involved and, you know, you know, we worked as a team, so it's affordable. And, and Viking let us take many liberties. She probably, should, yeah, she probably shouldn't have let us do that, but we're yeah. very grateful. And it, and it enabled us to sort of keep it going. And then, we, we, you know, somebody said, oh, the guy that owns the, the paint factory is going bankrupt. So I spoke oh. to Bob Heinemann. Yeah. And quite literally, I, I sent out almost a bunch of emails to, you know, a group of people I knew said, does anybody want to save the paint factory? And I didn't actually think anyone would reply, but believe it or not, oh. uh, a friend of mine who's, who's now passed away, Leonard Orby, who then ran the Annenberg Foundation, said, you know what, I, I, Mrs. Annenberg is, is very disappointed by so many of these beautiful, iconic landmarks that are just being bulldozed and... and um, you know, and turned yeah, into condos. And yeah. for me, it's been... And remember, that was the plan. Yeah. No, we were right at that point where yeah. I think the town was ready to Well, to first of all, the go. plan, I mean, their plan, and the town was constantly against it. Yeah. It really was a popular uprising to keep it from becoming condos. But I, I know I wrote a bunch of columns about it, but your use of it was like, you know, Jerry Lewis telethon. It was like you couldn't have asked for a prettier pinup girl to go in there than... Uh, well, I, w I wish everyone that had written a letter had written a $50 check. Yeah, but there anyway, you go. Yeah. And that opportunity still exists. But yes. I, you know, the front building, we need this new building, I think, you know, the manufacturing yes, building. Yes, the wood part. That needs to be done i think that should be the gordon bed oh, educational center yeah. do you have your checkbook with you that's what, right one, yeah. now one, jim will take care of it for one me. check yeah. gordy and we yeah. could do that yeah. by the way i think that building is going to be about 2.5 million so just fyi to do that yeah to do that yeah, yeah. because the, that is the most polluted building yeah. whatever so we've got lots of quotes but but the reality is you know on one level 2.5 million is an obscene amount of money well, on another no, level. It's cheap. Yeah. To get from here to there cuz right. then you'd be done. What the hell would you do? That's right. You know well, I mean, again, I'm I'm very I'm I mean, what can you do in that part of the building that you're not doing now in the brick part? Well, I I think just more space. Well, I think it's more space for community, for community events. I mean, yes. for example, yeah. um 
the sort of vision behind my robotics lab is that we have $80,000 worth of gear here. And I say to kids, come on in and use it. I would love to have sort of a maker co-worker ocean space there yeah well, i could probably get groups like applied materials to donate a forty thousand dollar piece of equipment that yeah. sits there and, and then the kid, suddenly because yeah. you've got no mortgage you know because you're not yeah. paying a lot in taxes suddenly you have an opportunity to have people like me with 30 years of experience sort of be there and say okay you can sort of integrate these tools and i think what's amazing I think our educational system in the past has made a mistake where it said art or science. Mm. So even now we have an artist down there that, that's working. It's the Gottman residence. They're making a piece of art on our pre, on our premises. You mean Judith Gettemann? Yeah. Yeah. They, and, of course, Gordon before he passed. That's yeah. right. So we have a lady there making something out of metal. But I, I Oh, think, so it's the lady in the tramp. That's right. Oh, okay. Anyway. Yeah. But no, but the idea of getting art and science, I have this idea we want to create almost intern housing on the upper floors because there's there's no oh, that would be there's awesome. no accommodation no. for interns you know oh. we, you're the same i know all these groups in town that say we we have interns yeah. that want to come and work yeah. but they, they how do we get them how do we get them yeah. so we have free intern housing or cheap intern housing upstairs and then one day you've got a, a scientist and you've got a technology person you've got an artist you've got you a welder get with gloucester stage company <laughs> well, since they have their uh, theater people having to stay and well no and i've written up a whole proposal yeah. and and bob so, and those bob what yeah. they actually wrote it i mean yeah. i have like 18 groups because they're time. already spending money that way that's and if right you could get right down the street but then you are but, but i i bet that you know, we can hardly imagine the collaborations that will come from having a space like that. When available. the light goes on, that means we have one more minute. So last but not least, I just want to ask you, um, when you came to Gloucester Marine Railway to refit the Odyssey, what happened? Did uh, Amy say, oh, we got to move here? You said, this is my kind of town. Look at that paint factory because you didn't start out there. No, no. we. And that drew you to move here. No, I mean, you know, it's, it's an amazing place. I mean, this yeah. is, you know, the, oh, yeah. this is... We, you know, your bird, kind of town. Well, it is said. Birdseye, yeah. Hammond, all these creators, all these innovators, yeah. and I think there's a new blue economy ahead of us, and that's why we moved here, and that's where we're going, and we're going to make it happen. Well, that's fantastic. And, you know, part of Gloucester is not just the varied mix of the industries. It's the people, too. Exactly. You find these diamonds in the rough from T.S. Eliot to you and wackos like me and, you know, Hammond and, yeah. you know, people that you're going, huh? You know, and yet that is the beauty part, not just the things they're doing, but the people they are. Exactly. And that's why you've been lucky so far to not have too much success in Gloucester and yet have enough. Because I wouldn't want to see you big, be a big whale ocean odyssey corporate success story where nobody can get in that building and you that's don't right. really feel you have to outreach to the community. And we never, but we never wanted that. No. I've never, I'm not an empire building type yeah. of guy. It sounds weird with yeah. those buildings. but Well, no. you're not. But, yeah. you know, the Ocean Alliance, remember, right. it was in a house in in Lincoln. And That's right. So, you know, it wasn't exactly, come on and visit us, everyone. Not that it wasn't uh, open to people. It was. Right. So Otherwise, you wouldn't have a guy like Joe Borland uh, captaining for you. So. Well, we have used up our time. Jim Capillo is my engineer. Ian Kerr is my guest, and he has incurred a wonderful description of what he does. And I'm hoping to get his wife on the show sometime. Uh, and what a corporation you two are. Well, thank between you. Between the two of you. Well, thank you. And thank you to Gloucester. Yeah. And all right, thank Jim, too. And thank Jim. All right. He's a man. He's a man. <laughs> he carries a gym bag everywhere he goes. All right, Gloucester, we'll see you soon. We'll see you next time on Fishtown. Local. All right, everybody dance. Come on, let's dance out. Hey, hey, come on. Hey, hey, hey.
shirt back on, will you?